We'll see how good that does. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good, and He is good all the time. Jesus is Lord, and He is Lord all the time. And Holy Spirit is already here. He is not only already here, He is entreated and desired earnestly to invade our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. I'm drunk as a skunk. You can tell, can't you? Uh, but, hey, listen. I also learned after Benny Hinn laid hands on me, I could I've got a list this long of, you know, big names, but you know that is that's irrelevant. But after he laid hands on me, something shifted. And as I began to lay hands on people and in part it says in John twenty twenty that Jesus blew on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And so that started coming out of me. Well, one retreat, um, we were having a fine uh, walk, and um, I had gotten kind of a little tipsy praying for a couple of ladies that wanted the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I was just sloshed good. (laughs) And I decided, well, you know, these friends of mine in the next room, I'm just going to just bless them. And I walked up to the wall, and I went, it hit the wall, knocked me across the room. Because it hit the wall and bounced back. So I learned, just be very careful when you release the anointing. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> fixing to dismiss us for lunch. God himself walked in the room. My head hit the podium. (laughs) It was stuck on the podium for 30 minutes. Every time I tried to raise it up, I could not. I said, Lord, this is embarrassing. Please let me up. podium after three or four minutes she looked at her watch and said I have got things I've got to do before the next session Uh and the Holy Ghost said to her can you not spend 30 minutes with me she said okay bowed her head and enjoyed the presence of the king well here I was head stuck to the podium embarrassing Bad position. (laughs) Finally, I tried, and my head popped up, and I said, Y'all are dismissed for lunch. (laughs) She looked at her watch. It was 30 minutes. Isn't God good? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa. Amen. I do have a mess.
message. <laughs> you think this is funny, don't you?
play. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> 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 
see. There's a chicken pen. That's a good place for chickens. And they're eating happily going pluck, 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 pluck to each other, discussing life as usual, when suddenly they hear a moo. Well, they looked around and only saw chickens. Well, they carry on with their conversation as before. One chicken can hear it all too clearly, not too far from her location. She waddles from the conversation she was in and approaches the source of the noisemaker. A worried look covered the chicken's face. Georgiana, why are you mooing? She asked. You're a chicken. Chickens go cluck, cluck. And Georgiana replies, I know, but I thought I would learn a foreign language. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but laughter releases endorphins. Endorphins are healing. So you have all been healed tonight. I should have started my recorder now, because now I'm going to have to go in and erase all that stuff. Dr. S.M. Lockridge. 
and I'm going to adapt it just a little bit to fit this group here. The Bible says, my king is king of the Jews. He is king of Israel. He is the king of righteousness. He is the king of the ages. He is the king of heaven. He is the king of glory. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, won't you help me praise him tonight? He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. And I want you to help me praise him tonight. in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of truth theology. He's the only qualified to be all-sufficient Savior. Let's give Him glory tonight. Stop him. Pilate.
Pilate could not find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death could not handle him. And the grave could not hold him. That's my king! Holy name. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Lord, you are awesome in this place. Indeed. Praise the Lord. I want to read a few scripture. The word of God. Power. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Matthew 19.26. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Mark 9.23.24. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my doubt. Mark 10, 27. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Mark 14, 36. Abba, Father. Everything is possible for you. Luke 18, 27, Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is what is impossible with man is possible with God. Amen. Matthew 17, 20. And Jesus replied, Because you have so little faith, I'll tell you the truth, if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The angel answered, Luke 1, 37, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give our God a clap offering for His impossibility? Hallelujah. He can do it. He can do it. I do not understand how He takes the blackest sinner and applies the red blood of Jesus and makes us white as snow. I don't understand a God like that. But I am so glad that He issued the invitation to you and to me to come and lay everything down at His feet and He would pick it up and do the impossible. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. When we were in school, we were taught, if you get caught on fire, what are you supposed to do? Stop, drop, and roll. Well, let me tell you, when you're in the midst of adversity, whenever devil in five counties are on your doorstep and in your house trying to get you to get discouraged and defeated, may I tell you to stop, drop, 
and roll. Amen. Stop. That means to stop and bow your knee to the Lordship of Jesus. Amen. Drop. Drop any deadly sins that would separate you from God's incredible love and abilities. Roll all your cares on Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll put out the fire. Hallelujah. Can you remember that? Stop, drop, and roll. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you tonight about your God-given destinies. Each one of us have destiny. Each one of us, we all have purpose. And some of you are thinking, well, I don't know, sister, I'm just a little not there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how strong you are, how weak you are, you have destiny. Amen. The thing about God is, He's not caught up in a time frame like we are. Amen. 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 It hadn't been that too many years back. I said, <clears throat> I need to speak with you. Look at this. I am getting old. <laughs> if you're going to do anything with me, you better do it quickly. <laughs> All he's looking for is someone to say yes. And then he just begins to orchestrate your destiny, your purpose, in what he wants you to do. Does that mean you're going to be standing behind this? No. That means you're going to be doing the very thing he's designed you to do. Hallelujah. I firmly believe that the ones who's going to be the closest to Jesus will be the ones that are not known whatsoever. The ones who've been shut up in their prayer closets. Bringing the world to the Father through prayer. So it's not all about being up here or doing whatever. It's about walking into your destiny of what God has designed just for you. Amen? Amen. 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 We get all these stereotype things. And it just kind of warps us out of our purpose. Amen? But we each have destiny. We each have purpose. We do. None, none of us, it's too late. None of us. We've got to be busy about the Father's business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Yes, amen. We need to be doing what God has called us to do. So I want to look at some hindrances to walking in your destiny. Number one is we fail to understand who we are. If we knew who we are, we would be more apt to go when Holy Spirit said go. Amen? Am I right? I've got a CD that's called Identity Theft. Have you heard that one? You like it? Talks about the devil digging in your trash. You know, there's a lot of, and I got got this from hearing on the news or someone told me that there was people actually digging in dumpsters looking to get someone's identity. Now, I can't imagine wanting to dig in a dumpster 
to get somebody's identity. But that's what they're doing. They're digging in trash to get somebody's identity. Well, that's what the devil does. He digs in your trash and he tries to steal your identity. Amen. But may I tell you, you need to plug into the truths of God and what God says about you. That's the truth. Not your past, not your trash, but what God says about you. And I'm going to just give real quickly what He says about you. First off, He says you're loved. Amen? John 3.16 Now, if I am says I am loved, then what am I? Love. If I am says I am loved, then I'm loved. Amen? Amen. If I am says I am, then I am. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 God says I'm forgiven, Colossians 1.14. He says I'm saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2.8. He says I'm a born-again child of His glory, hallelujah, Romans 8.16. He said I was delivered from darkness. Amen. You don't know what kind of darkness I came out of, but I'm telling you, I'm walking in the light now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The great I am says, I've been redeemed from my enemy. Psalms 107, verse 2. The great I am says, I'm called with a holy calling. 2 Timothy 1, 9. That I am a king and a priest. Amen. What does that mean? I am. If you're a king, if the I am says you are a king, then what are you? What do kings do? Rule. If I am says uh, you're a priest... Then you're a priest. Amen. What do priests do? What does the word priest mean? One who draws near. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If the great I am says, then it's true. Amen? He says that I am an ambassador of Jesus. Second Corinthians 5.20 If we really believed it, we would square our shoulders back, our heads would go a little straighter. Mm-hmm. We would not have this. An ambassador is someone who represents a kingdom. Hallelujah. He says, we're ambassadors. Did I give you the scripture for that? Second Corinthians 5.20 I am says that I'm redeemed by God. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. 1 Peter 1, 18. The great I am says I am healed by Jesus' stripes. Amen. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. 1 Peter 2, 24 and Matthew 8, 17. The I am says I am redeemed from the curse. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you read the curse? It isn't good. I don't like even reading it but I have been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. The I am says that I am free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8, 32, and I am an heir of eternal life, 1 John 5, 11 through 12, that I am an heir to the blessings, Galatians 3, 14. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 17. I am blessed with all blessings. Um, 
Ephesians 1.3, I'm right standing with God. 2 Corinthians 5.21, I'm living in God's kingdom. Colossians 1.13, I'm awakening to righteousness. 1 Corinthians 15.34, I have a covenant with the I Am. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 8, verses 6 and 10, that I am walking in new life. Romans 6.4, that I am partaking of His divine nature. Amen. 2 Peter 1.4, that I am indwelt by the greater one. Amen. Hallelujah. That's 1 John 4, 4. That I am the elect of God. Colossians 3, 12. That I am complete in Him. Colossians 2, 10. That I am not moved by what I see. Amen. And that is Romans 4, 19. That I daily overcome the devil. 1 John 4, 4. That, whoa, that I am more than a conqueror. Romans 8:37 that I am overcoming by his blood Revelation 12:11 that I am overcoming by my testimony Revelation 12:11 that I am strong Ephesians 6:10 that I am freed from fear 1 John 4:18 that I am rich 1 Timothy 6:17 that I am full of peace Isaiah 26:3 that I am known by Him, 1 Corinthians 8, 3. Oh, that I am worth more than the whole world. Amen. John 3, 16, 17. Amen. That I am a winner. Revelation 22, 14. Amen. That's who yeah. we are. Amen. If the I am says it, that settles it. Amen. Amen. Can you give him praise tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You see, if we're not walking in our God-given destiny, we fail to understand who we are. Number two, if we fail to walk in that destiny, we are failing to speak what God's Word says. Amen? Amen. I'm a simple person. I have to be taught simply. When I was studying to get my certified financial planner certificate degree, which I didn't get, by the way, so I just spare you. But I was studying uh, the different ways that people learn. And for years I had always thought I had this learning disability because I didn't learn like I thought I should. Well, in this book, it talks about auditory learners and visual learners. And the visual learner described me to a T. And I went, oh, I'm okay. Praise the Lord, I'm okay. That's just the way I was designed to learn, by visually learning. And so the Lord has been so gracious to me to show me in pictures. That's how I minister. That's how I've been get this revelation downloads is through pictures. And so one day when I was baby Christian baptizing the Holy Ghost with my milk jug and my, my pacifier and my pampers, <laughs> I was just meditating on the goodness of God. And he said to me, I created the worlds with my words, didn't I? Now, I was smart enough to check everything that comes into my ear with the Word of God. So my mind went back to Genesis and in Hebrews, and I said, Yes, Lord, it says in Genesis, and it also says in Hebrews, that you spoke the worlds into existence. And he said, I created you in my image, didn't I? 
my mind went back to Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, and I said, yes, Lord, you said, let us make man in our image. Yes, you did make me in your image. And then he said, you go and you create your world with your words. Now, this was before I read Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland and got addicted to Copenhagen. <laughs> by God that what I speak is being created good or bad and so I began to watch my speech and I thought you know I'm going to give this thing a test for uh, two or three years I've been taking my nephews fishing at my mother and daddy's place and I never caught a thing they always would catch something. They'd be standing on both sides of me, just pulling them in. I wouldn't even get a nibble. And that's what I confessed. Well, I take my nephew's fishing, and I don't catch a thing, never catch a thing, never catch a thing. That was my confession. And so I said, I'm going to give this thing a test. I'm going to give it a test run. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to speak these words. I'm going to take my nephew's fishing, and I'm going to catch the fish. I will catch fish in Jesus' name. I called my nephews up, get ready, boys, we're going fishing. Took them down there, they got on both sides of me, they put their hooks in, I threw mine in, I started catching them. You see, God uses the simple things to teach me. I don't know how he teaches you, but I need simple. And so from that point, I began to really watch what I spoke. Why? Because we're created in God's image. How did you get saved? You heard the Word of God. You agreed with it in your heart. You started going, yes, yes. I do believe that Jesus is Lord. Bam! New birth. That principle operates in everything. Amen? It also operates, as Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like a field. Farmer goes out and sows some seed. Okay? So this is what I figured out. I was raised on a cotton farm. My daddy would take the cotton seed, put it in this two-row planter on his little Ford tractor, and I'd ride on the back of it, and I'd watch to see when they got empty, and I'd holler at him. We'd fill it up again, and off we'd go again. My daddy did not go out there the next day and look. Those seeds aren't working. Did he? Why? Because it takes time. The ground is designed to start the seed breakdown. The chemicals in the ground begins to break the outer shell of the seed breaks it down into the center of the seed where the life is, and it begins to grow. Amen? Amen. So our words, if you could envision your words, they just all get in this bucket, and here it goes, out into the spiritual garden. The atmosphere of the spirit 
begins to break the words down, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and before long, this comes up. Come on. Come on. Because we're created in the image of God, when we speak, it comes to pass. Amen. Amen. Now, some of us, we say, well, yeah, that's, that sounds good. And then we try, and it doesn't work. Well, I knew that wouldn't work. I knew that wouldn't work. What'd you do? You went out the next day and looked and didn't see it, so you said it didn't work. Mm -hmm. But if you just give it some time. Now, when I was a kid, my daddy handed me a hoe. said, get out there. I walked up and down the cotton rows, and I would look for the weeds. And I'd chop a weed, and I'd go on down, and I'd find another. Careless weeds were the worst. They were like trying to chop down a tree when you're a little kid. But that's the way it is in the spirit realm. We got the seeds out there. We've sowed the seeds. We've made the confession, agreeing with what God says. And then we've got to be careful and get the weeds out. Meaning, we have got to watch our words, and if something comes out of our mouth, we've got to get out there and hoe it, which means to ask forgiveness. And I've asked the Lord, Lord, I'm just going to ask you to put spiritual trefland on every seed word I've said that's not good. Trefland will not allow a seed to be broken down. And so I ask the Lord to do that. You've got to, you've got to work your garden. Amen. And you've got to be patient because I'm telling you, we're made in His image and it will come to pass. Amen? Think about it. Jesus said it in Mark 11. I love that story. He had gone to look at some fruit off of a fig tree, didn't find any, and said, May no man eat of you again. Jesus was talking to a tree. The next day, they walk by, the disciples go, Hey, that's the tree he said to die. It died. And they said, Look, 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 Jesus, look, look. The tree you said to die, died. And he said, Yes, and you can do the same. In fact, you can say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and you shall have whatsoever you say. Amen. Jesus said it. It's in red. I believe the red. Amen. <laughs> the third thing that will hinder us from walking in our God-given destiny is to fail to act on the Word of God. You can hear the Word of God, and if you don't act on it, not going to happen. Amen. It says in Hebrews chapter 4 that the children of Israel did not enter the promised land because they did not mix the word of God with faith. That's exactly what it says. They did not mix what God said with faith. Therefore, they did not enter his rest. In fact, God said, drop dead. And they did. It's real important we believe the Word of God and let it out of our mouth. Amen? Amen? That's the way we're going to get into our destiny. We say, boy, you're, you're laying it on pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. Because kingdom business is serious business. Amen? Amen. Amen. There are souls weighing in the balance. Let me just tell you. You indeed are the go of the gospel. Amen. It is up to us, first off, to be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, to study, to show ourselves approved, but we're also to get out there and do the works of Jesus. Amen. What did he do? Healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, yes, he did. and preached the kingdom. Did he do it in a church? No, he did it outside, sitting around a, a dinner table. He exhibited the heart of the Father. He said, you've seen me, you've seen him. You want to know what God looks like? Look at Jesus. That's his heart. You never have to stress over wondering if it's God's will to heal you. Because Jesus healed them all. He never turned anyone down. I don't read where he said, well, let me think about it. Is that in there? I don't read where he said, well, have you done these ten steps? Is that in there? What did he do? He said, I will be healed. Amen. Amen. I will be healed. You've seen me, you've seen the Father, he said. It's always his will for us to be healed and whole. Amen. Amen. We do not have to question God about Amen. His will. Amen. It's settled. Look at the cross. Mm -hmm. Look at the stripes on Jesus' back. Amen. Mm -hmm. He, religion has taught the other. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I hate religion mm -hmm. with a passion. I'd just soon slap a religious devil out of somebody as look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where am I? Slap I'm slapping out devils. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that lately. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> i got to tell you this story. Uh, a few years back, three or four, I was invited to teach the gifts of the Holy Spirit at the Daniel Unit Prison. Six weeks worth. I went out there the first, first session and I taught about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, laid the foundation of the Word, and then I said, you know, the Word of God's Paul said that I didn't come with just words, but I came in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why don't we just see what he has to do instead of just talk all afternoon? I said, anybody that needs a baptism of the Holy Spirit, get down here. Well, there's a bunch of them came up. They were laid out all over the front of the, the room, staggered out. The next week I came in, this big old guy come up after the lesson, and he said, Sister, Sister, 
<laughs> I didn't get to come last week. My Sally did, and I want what my Sally got. I said, really? He said, yes, ma'am. Well, I was about to pray for him, and this guy come and interrupted me. He said, Sister, I've got to go. I've got to go. Would you just pray for me real quick? And I said, yes, in the name of Jesus. Bam! I turned around and looked at this guy, and his eyes were... I said, are you sure you want me to pray for you? Uh-huh. I said, what's your name? He said, Phil. I said, Phil, you're about to be filled. Touch him. Bam! I love it! He crawled to the chair. <laughs> he couldn't get up in the chair. And I heard him say, Man, I ain't never been this drunk. <laughs> he crawled over to the stage and he just went. <laughs> we were at the Southwest Penitentiary in Las Cruces where they just let everybody out at the same time to hear you preach. Well, Claudine Cheney got a hold of somebody. Uh-oh. <laughs> Catch the devil out of him. And he was out on the cliche. Well, in New Mexico, when the count time comes, if one prison count doesn't do, they lock the whole state down, not just that prison. Well, the count time came, and this guy was out like a lot. The inmates looked around, looked at him, and they just got on each side and scooped him up and drug him to his bed. He came back the next day and said, You know, I was laying there in the bed, and I heard my door open, and I thought it was the guard, and I looked, and it was this horrible demon. And it came over and it hovered over me. And I, this is a brand new baby Christian that got deliverance. And he said, I was scared to death and all I could do was say, Jesus. And that thing lifted up, walked out and rattled the door and left me. Amen. I love deliverance. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. I love the power of God. I love Jesus. Hallelujah. So you say, well, you know, that all sounds wonderful, but how do, I, how do I do that? How do I understand who I am? How do I learn to speak what God's Word says? And how do I learn to act on God's Word? Number one, you got to study. you got to put your face in the book. And I don't read it to prove someone's wrong. I read it to know my Father. Lord, I just want to know you. I just want to know you. I just want to see you in this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Number two, you meditate on it. And that, that study scripture, 2 Timothy 2.15, then you meditate on the Word of God, Joshua 1.8, Psalms 1, Psalms 119, 2 Timothy 3. Meditate on the Word of God. Joe uses this uh, example, and, and I was raised on a farm, so I like it myself because I watch these cows do it. Meditate is like a cow chewing cud. That old cow gets her some grass. (laughs) (laughs) 
translated into every fiber of your being. It's bringing it up before your eyes, thinking about it, asking Holy Spirit to get on it and give you revelatory wisdom about it. And then it becomes part of you. Something that no devil can take away. Amen. Meditate on the Word of God. Then you got to practice the Word of God. James 1.22 says, If you say you have faith, but you do nothing about it, I don't think you got it. That's my paraphrase. <laughs> you could say you have faith all day, but if you don't do something to show that you have faith, you don't have faith. You're just talking. You're not believing it in your heart. You're just talking. Amen? Amen? If you have faith, your actions will correspond with what you believe in your heart. Hello? Amen. What you believe in here, you're going to do. Amen? Amen? Or oh me. What Amen. you believe in your heart, you're going to do. Amen. Amen. That's what the scripture says. you got to give the word first place. Proverbs 4.20 and Joshua 1 and Psalms 1. There is life in this word. Why? Because it reveals the life giver. Amen? It reveals his heart. It reveals his thoughts. It reveals what he wants. And then we just say, okay. Isn't that simple? It's not complicated. We just say, okay, I'll be what you want me to be. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. Yeah. Amen. The next thing you got to do is humble yourself, resist the devil, and obey God instantly. Mm-hmm. We say it again. Humble yourself, resist the devil, obey God instantly. We are king procrastinators. We can't do that in the kingdom. Because the devil will jump on that and tie you up. Amen. That was James 4, 7 and Romans 6, 16. The next thing, you've got to cast down your imaginations and bring your thoughts captive. And that is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. I'll tell you, the battlefield is right here between our two ears. 